Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowder from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading from 1 Corinthians. For just as the body is one and has many members, And all of the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we are all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members of the body, yet only one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and those members of the body that we think are less honorable, we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, given the greater honor to the inferior member, That may be that there is no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice with it. Now you all are are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, the gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you all a still more excellent way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, grace and peace to you, my siblings in Christ. When Pastor John proposed this series that we're in, the scriptures we love with the twist, and he asked me to preach, I said I'd like to preach today on this passage, 1 Corinthians 12. And as I dug into my Bible, I realized I had made a huge mistake. How could I preach only one sermon on 1 Corinthians 12? I've got at least four in my head, maybe six, maybe even eight. We could do an entire series just on this passage. I would love that. 1 Corinthians 12 is a well-known, well-loved, and powerful, memorable image of the body of Christ. It reassures and challenges us as a community. And for me, personally, it has been foundational in my ministry. It was the basis for a vocational discernment program I coordinated with young adults during seminary. It deeply informed my graduate school thesis on finding your place. 
It is the heart of the Discover Your Spiritual Gifts program that we offer here at Faith Lutheran. And I know many of you have participated in this. And seriously, if you haven't gone through that spiritual gifts exploration, I urge you to consider that when we're able to offer it safely again. Now, my job title here at Faith Lutheran is Adult Ministry Deacon. But I really wish my job title was Director of Vocations or Vocational Midwife. And when I talk about vocation, I'm not just using some fancy word for your paid job. That's not it at all. Vocation for me is a deeply theological term. It's about getting at the question of who are you? Who has God created you to be? And how does that impact how you live in the world? Now today's passage from that letter to the Corinthians empowers each of us that we are members of the body of Christ. Literally taken, we are vital organs and parts and limbs and tissues needed for the body's survival. I think sometimes we get up in this silly visual, this silly idea of the feet talking to the hands and the ears, talking to the belly button. I mean, we are those limbs, the limbs that physically allow the body to function. We all have been uniquely created and shaped by our life experiences, our struggles and our successes, and we bring all of those things into how we function as these parts of the one body. And in the one spirit, we serve the one God with this incredible variety of gifts. Some listen and connect with the lonely and those going through difficult times. Some organize the library or the church database or put together mailings. Some serve coffee and bake treats. Some make music and teach our youngest kids about the love of God. Some work for justice. Some pray for healing. Some clean the stains out of the church carpet. And some speak words of hope at gravesides. Some of you sew quilts and some walk alongside our neighbors who are homeless. Some of you advocate for those who are excluded and some of you lead Bible studies. The incredible abundance of gifts, the diversity of limbs and tissues and organs that this community contains is beyond extravagant. Seriously. That is just the tip of the iceberg. This is one of the sermons in the series. I could go on and on and on about the ways that I have witnessed God at work through you sharing your gifts with the world as a way to share God's love. And if you aren't yet involved in sharing your gifts, or you're not sure you have any gifts, maybe you don't think you have very much to offer, I assure you there is a place for you here. There is a place for you to share your passion and your purpose in a way that serves others and glorifies God in the world. Amen? But as a beloved 
and as familiar as the scripture passage is, the, the church just seems to get it wrong over and over and over again. We let our culture and our sinful ways and not our scriptures lead us when it comes to being the body of Christ. Our, our culture says that you don't need each other. You can do it on your own. We raise individualism and personal freedom up on this high, high altar. But this scripture passage doesn't talk about the you singular. It specifically says you plural. You all. Y'all. I couldn't get Joe to say y'all. But that's what it says, y'all. It speaks of all of the members even saying the body does not consist of one member, but of many. These few verses that Joe read today use the words all or many 15 times. 15 times. The body of Christ isn't about me or Pastor John or whomever we might falsely raise up as the only ones doing God's work. It's about all of us. All of us! I sometimes wonder, how would our scriptures be different if the writers would have had, like, caps, locks, and bold for emphasis as they wrote it? I mean, I would love to see where the bold is in this passage. It's not just our culture that gets this wrong, either. Spend 10 minutes in a Christian history class or pick up a newspaper And you'll quickly learn that far too much time and energy has been squandered by the church deciding, proclaiming, and defending who's in and who's out, who's good enough, and who's got a little bit more work to do, who is welcome, and who is just somehow beyond God's grace. Imagine the transformation if all of that energy over the centuries were devoted to sharing the good news of Jesus Christ or caring for single parents and orphans or truly welcoming those who are excluded by so much of society. It's a little mind-boggling. No part of this body is any less or any more than another. It doesn't matter if you stand up here and consecrate the elements or you clean the toilets. It doesn't matter if you've been here 50 years or five minutes. You all, you at home too, you all are the body of Christ. The one body. We all drink of the one spirit. So this morning, I want to speak loud and clear that if you feel that who God has created you to be and the gifts that God has given to you are somehow not as important as others, you are a vital organ of this body. And Lord, have mercy. If someone has told you that you are not welcome or that you don't belong or that you're not good enough, or don't have anything to contribute. I hope and I pray that you will believe these words from Scripture 
more than the misjudgments of others. We, the church, cannot live out our mission without you. And so our scriptures today comfort and confront us. I'm going to say this again. This scripture comforts us and confronts us today. Paul writes, those that seem to be weaker are actually indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members with greater respect. You all are the body of Christ. All! We cannot fully manifest Christ in the world without you all. All our limbs and parts and members are necessary, indispensable, honorable, and worthy of celebration. You all, you all are the body of Christ. Thanks be to God for gifting us with such diversity. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.